Hey, my name is Janelle Thiessen, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to another episode of The Human Being Project by The Change Evolutionist. In this podcast, I join my dad, Ron Thiessen, to explore the difference between being and doing. In a world of constant distractions, sky-high expectations, and the relentless pursuit of more, we examine what would happen if we made space for more being and less doing. We're going to talk about that sneaky little word called uncertainty. That thing where you just don't know what's ahead, the path seems unclear, and it feels really gross inside, like almost a sick to your gut feeling, I don't like it, I don't know what's happening, I don't have control here. So dad has such great, great ideas about how to navigate uncertainty. He's a pro at it because he doesn't get ruffled by anything. What's wrong with you? Be a normal person. (laughs) <laughs> it's almost like he embraces uncertainty. And actually, it's rubbed off on me because I see uncertainty as an opportunity, just like he does. So thanks for that, Dad. You've taken all the fear away. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How on earth do people navigate situations in which they cannot predict the outcome and they feel powerless and out of control? How do you feel sane in a world that is is crazy? Well, it, I mean, it involves a few things. And, you know, I am very blessed and fortunate that I really understand my purpose in being here. And I've been pretty clear on that for probably the better t- part of 20 years. Mm-hmm. But for someone that doesn't know exactly why they're here, then uncertainty can look very scary. But but for, for me, uncertainty is is about opening the door to another experience that I probably would not have engaged in if it had been up to me to make that decision. So, you know, as human beings, we're, we're always looking for the safe thing. I mean, there are some people who are really, they, they are attracted to risk, but not that many people. More people are, want to be safe. They want to know what's yes. happening. They want to know, you know, have some predictability. Yeah. Uh, uncertainty is almost always opening the door to an experience that you would miss if you weren't prepared to be uncertain. So when I have uncertainty about something, I'm going like, okay, so what, what is it about this situation that is either scaring me or making me feel like I don't think I can do this or making me feel like it's risky or, uh, you know, there's something here, there, there's a door that's opening there that wants to get me into something that is going to be for my benefit and for the benefit of everybody that I impact with my life. It, in times of uncertainty, I think, I'm not sure, but it, it seems to me that there, there's almost always a choice. Like you, could, you can go with the uncertainty or you can go back to safe territory. Yes. You know, I guess sometimes you do get prodded into uncertain areas, like you, you know, maybe circumstances of your life prod you there and you, you, you really don't have any choice. I was just watching a, a documentary on the housing crisis in Canada and and some of these people that are living homeless, mm. you know, and I guess in some of those cases, like it was more than a prod to get yes. them into homelessness, yeah. like maybe it was a catastrophe in their life or whatever, no choice of uh, but to face the uncertain future. But uh, lots of times when we have uncertainty, we do have a choice. We can we can either, either go in the direction of the uncertainty or we can retreat and go back to, you know, what we perceive to be normal or, or predictable. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I guess I've learned in my life that when things are uncertain, that's almost always 
an indication that there's something happening that is there for the expansion of my understanding, my understanding of who I am or what I do or, or you know, how life works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it makes it much easier then to embrace it. Right. It doesn't mean it's comfortable while it's happening, though. No, it doesn't mean it's comfortable at all. But in this way, I think in a previous episode, I referred to how blessed I feel that my mother raised me the way that she did. And she would always tell us that we were capable of doing anything that came our way. So when I face uncertainty, I, I don't, I am not uncertain in myself. I'm maybe just uncertain about the situation or what's unfolding, but I, I, I have this level of certainty inside myself that whatever it is, I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to, you know, good will come of this. And you're for sure, you're right. Many times it's very uncomfortable, but it's also uh, just part of growing. I mean, <laughs> I've been through many uncomfortable times in my life. And it, since I didn't run away from them, they led me to greater things. Yeah, I, I think I've come over time to see uncertainty as opportunity. Because every time that I try to, I'm a planner. So I like to have a plan. Even if we go on a vacation, I plan everything to the nth degree. But what that means is I live inside the box that I create. You know, if I don't allow for a little mm-hmm. uncertainty, like, for example, if I'm going to go to Europe, I don't want to spend my first night without accommodation for sure. But what if I did? What if I didn't have something booked and I allowed for a spontaneous whatever? We'd find a place that maybe wasn't what I would normally expect and maybe we'd meet new people. Maybe we'd see a cultural perspective we wouldn't see otherwise. Things like that, right? So uncertainty in one sense, if you're willing to allow for it, is opportunity. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. I would totally agree. I, You know, I think uh, I remember, I think this was overused for a while, but it seems to me that there was a, a saying going around or a, a realization that the Chinese word for crisis is the combination of the two words, disaster and opportunity. <laughs> and it's true that in every disaster, there is an opportunity. Yeah. You know, there there's an opportunity to grow. There's an opportunity to learn. There's an opportunity to solve. There's an opportunity to, some people are masters at finding crisis situations and finding a way to make money out of them. Mm-hmm. So for them, it becomes an opportunity to to make money, to create income. But in, in every situation, there is, you know, when I think about some of the, the, the places that I've been in Africa, and I see how people took what little they had to create something um, that would, that could sustain their life. Human beings are so amazingly creative and resilient. When it comes down to it, if the pressure, if there's enough pressure, we're going to find a way. Yes. We, we always do. Yeah, that's true. So when you face uncertainty and you know that you, you as a human being, you have the capacity to, to manage whatever it is that's going to come your way, then uncertainty becomes a lot less scary. Actually, you know, we saw that during the pandemic, didn't we? We saw people doing amazing creative things to bring people together. You know, people yes. were singing on their balconies and making music and they're, you know, drawing people yeah. together and, and and finding a way to connect, even though there was such strict measures in place yes. that we were not supposed to be touching each other or be within six feet of each other. Yeah, that whole pandemic thing sure proved to me that human connection is paramount to our feelings of safety yeah. and wellness because yeah. we found ways to connect with each other yeah. no matter what. And it didn't That's have right. to be even in person. It could be digitally or virtually like that. And some of the, yeah, like you said, the beautiful musical pieces that were created from people all over the globe in one 
One Piece, mm-hmm. things like that. They were just magic. They touched you so deeply to just to watch them. Who would have thought that you could have, you could bring a choir together, everybody in their own microphone, yes. in their own space, and bring all of that together and make a beautiful piece of music? Who would have thought we who could do that? Who is the editing like, genius you know? uh, that did that before AI? Like <laughs> who? Who did that? Yeah. <laughs> they deserve a medal. But I love that we create that for ourselves as human beings. If we have the opportunity to think about it too much, then yes, we get in our head Mm. and we find all sorts of reasons why Mm. what we don't know, what is unsure about the future is absolutely terrifying. But if we don't have enough time to really think about it and create a big fat story about how how scary it is and how ill-equipped we are to deal with it, then what we can come up with is incredible we're far more resourceful than we give ourselves mm-hmm. credit for. If you shrink from uncertainty, it has a ripple effect because the next time that there's some uncertainty, you're much more likely to shrink away. Mm-hmm. And and every time you shrink away, you you narrow your life, yes, you shrink you your do. life. The, the uncertainty is it's going to be there anyway. Like people that that shrink away from uncertainty, they have that they there must be some naive part of their brain that says here I'm safe and there I'm not. But the only place that you're safe is the place that you're supposed to be at that yeah. moment, right? And and that means living your life to the fullest, being a person who's being. And if you are constantly on with the being part, you're going to have all kinds of experiences, some of them good, some of them not so good, some of them very comfortable and, and, and fulfilling, some of them uncomfortable and, and distressing, but it's all part of the whole experience of yes. living. Yeah, I think many of us feel like safe and comfortable is way better than, you know, uncertain and afraid. We will choose Mm -hmm. misery to avoid that uncertainty. I do that myself because I don't believe in myself. So I'm like, well, at least I know I'm capable of this, this much I'm capable of. So I can stay here in this Mm -hmm. little comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And anything more than that, I mean, how many times did you ask me to speak to your classes at university? And I was like, no. And that's a hard no. <laughs> and then enough time watching and observing you and having you kind of mentor me the way you do. And I realized, okay, so it's an opportunity presenting itself. It's an opportunity. I need to say, yes, I don't want to. I feel sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to faint. But it's an opportunity to make my life bigger. And that's what's happened over time. My life has become yeah. m- much, much, much bigger. It used to just be a little life that I lived working for an airline, coming home, watching television, get up, go work for the airline, come home, watch television. That was my life. I had no friends, no social uh, outings. My personality started to dwindle, like literally wilt in this little office I worked at at the airport. So that's what happens when you are so afraid. You just become more and more and more afraid. But like you, opening these opportunities for me to even in this podcast and working with the change evolutionist and speaking to your classes at university, all of that has made my life so much bigger because I believe in myself now, like you said, believe Mm -hmm. that you're Mm -hmm. capable of managing Mm -hmm. uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And I now believe that about myself. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible how that opens Mm -hmm. up your life. And when you think about that, what's happened as you've been able to step into that dream, you have impacted many people. 
And we're, we're just in the beginning stages, but you've impacted people through the podcast. You've definitely impacted people through the, what you've done at university classes and you get the feedback, yeah. you hear it from them. You go, wow, that like they're, they're telling you, wow, that was so meaningful to me. What you said there, I just, I just really appreciate all oh, that. So that really relates to my life. And you get those kinds of reactions and you go, so all of the experiences that I've had and some of the very painful and uncomfortable things I've been through, that really blesses somebody else's life. It encourages yeah. them that this is not the end for them. Or it, it, they say, well, if you could do that, I certainly could handle what yes. I can. Like, it, it, it's, it's amazing the ripple effect that happens, yeah. right? And I think, you know, I don't think I'm the only one who lives in a box or who, who did live in a box. I, I don't feel like I do now, but I know there's still so much more opening up that I can do. But I think lots of people do that. They get stuck in the pattern of their life and they're miserable They yep. and they can't figure out, why am I not happy? Why, why do I feel so miserable in my life? I don't even know what I want, but I know I don't want this. Mm-hmm. And that is what's mm-hmm. missing. The missing part is risk. It's saying, I'm okay stepping into uncertainty because I trust that I will be taken care of. I trust that I will follow my intuition. I trust that I will um, have all the tools I need when I need them. Sure, I don't have them right now. You know, Kevin, my husband, he's a chronic worrier. And he just said to me the other night, he said, well, what happens if where we live, because we rent right now and our landlord passed away, unfortunately, is such a beautiful man, but he passed away. And so now it's his son that obviously manages the rental. And we've been here for years. And so Kev is like, well, now, you know, what happens if he, like my friend was just telling me that he just got booted out of his rental and he can't find a place to live. And the housing costs here in Kelowna have just skyrocketed. And so what's going to happen when he tells us that we have to move out? And I'm like, dude, (laughs) this hasn't even happened. (laughs) And even if this did happen, (laughs) when it happens, if it should happen, we'll have what we need when we need it. Like it's nothing to worry about now. It's you're actually creating uncertainty out of thin air. And it's not leading us anywhere good, you know? So I think part of that is just recognizing that, sure, you can imagine a hundred million things that will go wrong and that you just think you couldn't possibly endure. But A, many of those things will not happen. And B, even if they did, you would be fully capable of navigating that and probably experience some profound personal growth in the process. This is the other thing people don't realize when they're in that kind of a state They're going like, what in the world would I do? And they say, I don't have the the capacity. I don't have the tools to do this. But you don't have the tools because you don't need them. When you need them, that's when you'll have them, right? So you can't prepare for everything that life's going to throw at you. It's impossible. But if you you live ready, you say, well, whatever happens, I'm going to take it as an opportunity to learn, to develop, to grow, to experience, to, to understand more that you take it as that opportunity, then whatever you need in that moment, you're going to have. Yes. And and you'll figure it out. You know, I remember when I was doing my uh, graduate degree at McGill, we had a girl in our cohort. You know, I call her a girl. She's a woman. She, I think she was 23 and she had cancer. And every two weeks she would have to go to the States for treatment. She'd come back from treatment and her face was all blotched and red, like it was burnt. I don't know if she was doing radiation or something like that, but it was just like awful, you know? 
And she threw herself into the studies and she would, she was so encouraging for all of us. They were, you know, we had a small cohort. I think there were 27 of us and she was like, oh, you, you know, this is so much fun to be doing this together. But because of her condition, she couldn't do one of the things that we were doing was we were seeing clients while we were training and then we would be supervised seeing these clients. And she, that was too much load on her plate. She wouldn't be able to do that until the next year. And so she would sit with us and she goes, I'm so envious of you guys, you know, <laughs> that you could, you could uh, do this stuff and I can't wait till I get there. She died before the year was out. Oh. And it was such a blow to our cohort, you know? And I remember that for the next few weeks, I'm thinking of this girl, how she, she embraced life. And even though it was, she knew it was going to be short, she embraced life and, and, and tr tried to live it to the fullest that she mm -hmm. could. And, and that really inspired me to say, you know, you got to live life when it's in your grasp. Yeah. You can't, you can't say, well, yeah, but if I do that, well, then what if this happens? Yeah. No, you just live life and it'll unfold in its beautiful way. What did you think of this episode? Head over to the private Change Evolutionist community chat to join the conversation. Find the link in the show notes. We're excited to announce that you can find the Human Being Project on Wisdom, a social media app that promotes authentic connections and meaningful conversations with real people. This is great news for you because it gives you an opportunity to ask a question anonymously and get a voice reply from one of us. Just go to wisdom.app forward slash human being project forward slash ask. Type your question and click send. Never miss an episode. Get notification to your inbox when a new episode is released. Download to your device or listen wherever you get your podcasts. To get notifications, go to thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash subscribe. Ron Thiessen is a practicing psychologist and educator. To apply as a guest on the podcast, please visit thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash podcast guest.